You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews of ChaseFromTheCouch.com. I am back from vacation. It was great. It was a lot of driving, about 35 hours worth road tripping over the um, over the days, over the six days I was out going from Nova Scotia to Toronto and back. Um, but it was great. Saw a lot of friends who I hadn't seen in a bit and saw uh, Greta Van Fleet in concert, which was good. That was like a bucket list kind of concert to knock off. So yeah, and I didn't watch a single Blue Jays game, which is good for my mental health because I did not see any. Well, I, I lied. I saw one when I came back on Friday night. So I didn't totally escape that 0-6 road trip, but I did see a lot of it, and <laughs> I did, did not see a lot of it. That, that just shows you how rusty I am coming back from that layoff. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not here to talk about that tonight. <laughs> we... We have a couple of stories to talk about. We're going to talk about Marcus Stroman in the second half. Because again, we have to talk about Marcus Stroman. Because a lot of bull comes up with him. And yeah, we are going to discuss that. But uh, prior to that, obviously a big day for the Blue Jays as the first round of the MLB draft was held today and probably going to be one of the highlights of the season, the way things are going. Um, so yeah, Blue Jays picked 11th and a lot of the talk was about how the pitching class wasn't that strong. So the Blue Jays were probably going to look at another bat, maybe another high school bat like Jordan Groshans last year. And that would have been devastating to me because I I don't need to see more bats in this organization. There are enough bats. So you can you can ignore that. And it turned out that the Blue Jays ignored it too, because they selected Alec Manawa with the eleventh overall pick. Um, Manawa is a right-hander out of West Virginia, who was the ace of that Mountaineers team. Um, wasn't drafted out of high school, but was kind of like a swingman during his first couple seasons. Really broke out in 2019, though. He was nine and four with a 2.08 ERA in 16 starts this season through two complete game shutouts. Um, he only allowed 25 earned runs, struck out 144 batters in 108 in the third innings. 
um, has only given up seven home runs in his college career. So he's a guy who's really good at keeping the ball from flying out, which is going to be huge if he's pitching in the Rogers Center. So, and speaking of huge, he is a huge guy. He's going to make Rowdy Tellez look small. He's 6'6", 260. Um, he's got a mid-90s fastball. He's got a slider that can be above average, but he needs to work on the consistency with it. And he's got a changeup that's kind of a work in progress. But if he wants to be a starter, he's going to need to have that third pitch. So it's something that he'll probably be working on when he starts going for the minors with the Blue Jays. And once he signs, if he signs, shouldn't jinx that because he could very well um, pull a Tyler Beatty and go elsewhere and, you know, get shelled every time he's on the mound. So, I mean, if he wants to do that, but, um, it's, it's highly likely he'll sign. He's got, got like a $4.5 million value for being the 11th overall pick. So, um, it's very likely the Blue Jays will sign him. And because West Virginia has already been eliminated from postseason play this season, they were a top seed in the um, College World Series, but they got knocked out at home uh, by Duke and Texas A&M. So, um, yeah, it's not like he's going to be busy with that. Like, it's not like Griffin Conine from last year. So if he signs, it's very possible that Manawak could start seeing time immediately, um, likely in Vancouver. Um, it's it's where the Blue Jays usually send their, their recently signed university prospects. Conine played there last year, too. So um, Vancouver, get ready. You'll see this guy probably if he signs. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just happy that um, it wasn't the lefty that I I was looking for in the system, but there weren't a lot of great lefties. There was like uh, Nick Lodolo and um, uh, Thompson out of Kentucky. I'm blanking on his first name right now. But there were only a couple really strong options from that regard. There were only really a few strong pitching options for the Blue Jays um, should they have gone that route, and they did. And again, I'm just happy that they got a guy who has the stuff and has the durability to potentially project as like a a starter. Because if nothing else, this season has revealed that the Blue Jays desperately need someone to rise up and grab a starting spot in the future for this team because they sure as heck don't have anyone right now. So hopefully Manawa can come in and be the kind of guy who, you know, if he has that overpowering fastball, if he's a guy who can power through batters because the Blue Jays don't have a lot of that in their starters right now. Stroman is a contact pitcher. He works on getting the ground balls. Sanchez can't overpower guys anymore. Otherwise, he'll break his finger. And 
I mean, the less we say about Edwin Jackson, the better. But with guys like me, Pearson coming, um, Manawa gives them another power arm to kind of kind of pair with him. And if Manawa starts showing that he doesn't really have the durability to be a starter, he was a reliever for West Virginia in the first two seasons. So he does have experience doing that. So the Blue Jays can easily convert him and have an heir apparent to Ken Giles or whoever the heck becomes the closer when they trade Ken Giles. Personally, I hope that doesn't happen, but I can't control everything and they need people in this system. So, um, very, very happy with that selection. Whether or not it turns out to be the right one, obviously we'll see. Um, so, Kitty co-host is not happy with the selection, but she is grumpy today, so... Her opinion can be taken with a grain of salt. I'll be grumpy in a second because we're going to talk about more Marcus Stroman and the media stuff. And we will do that right after this break. But before we go, just a reminder um, that this episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. That's lame. Don't do that. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. Okay. So when I got back from the lengthy car ride from Quebec to Halifax, um... One of the things that crossed the path was, you know, Marcus Stroman not getting a lot of support from his team yet again in a 4-2 loss to Colorado on Saturday. And while Stroman himself didn't really pitch well enough to get the win, I mean, he had a quality start, but quality starts don't guarantee wins. I mean, just ask Max Scherzer or Jacob DeGrom or anyone who I have on my freaking fantasy team who can't get a win. And, like, just, you know, is why I'm spiraling down in my work league. But, no, um, it was compounded, like, especially on that embarrassing home run that the Blue Jays gave up to Rymel Tapia. And, like, home run, I'm putting it in quotes, because really it should have been, like, a single. But um, Jonathan Davis misplayed it in the outfield, and then Kevin Biggio made a wild throw that Stroman didn't back up, and Tapia trotted home. And a lot of media was dedicated afterwards to... Marcus Stroman saying that, you know, it wasn't a fun atmosphere in the dugout. Like, and and that was the headline that Michael Bradburn used on the score when he put that out. And a lot of fans who already had negative opinions of Marcus Stroman were like, oh, he, he doesn't want to be on the team. He should he, he, he be traded. And, and cast out of Toronto and we, we don't need that 
Okay. First of all, Stroman is the best pitcher on this team. Aside from Ken Giles. Like, he, 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 you don't, you don't treat your best players like that. If you're, if you're the fans, because this, this almost smacks of the P.K. Subban treatment in Montreal. And I know there are different scenarios. P.K. was a saint. But you do see that a lot, especially with a guy like Strowman, who is emotive, who wears his opinions on his sleeve. And this is another opinion that, you know, losing sucks. I am shocked that that had to be said, which leads me to number two. Fans are saying the exact same thing. Like, how many times have I seen on Twitter, this Blue Jays team's pathetic, this Blue Jays team sucks. I'm guilty of saying it because sometimes they look absolutely pathetic. But you can't expect a human being to have completely different reactions on that based on the things they're seeing. If we're out here saying that this team sucks and then Marcus Stroman comes out and says, yes, this team sucks. Losing sucks. Can't crucify him for having that a, that exact same opinion. Third, we've said this before. Marcus Stroman is incredibly competitive. Like, like he's, again, he, he has these emotions on the mound and he doesn't show them like for, for just the sake of being a showman. He's showing them because he, He's repeatedly fired up when he gets a strikeout. He shows them when he's upset that he gives up a home run because he wants to win so badly. And that's the kind of attitude you need on teams. You want players who want to win. You want players who take it personally when they don't get that victory. Like, like again... Um, it's it's no surprise that the two best pitchers on this team, Marcus Stroman and Ken Giles, are wired very similarly when it comes to competition. They they strive to be the best no matter what team they're playing with, which is a good thing because they rarely get help from the rest of the team, whether it be with their glove or with their bat. It is a young team in parts, and it is a bad team in parts. So a lot of times they have to do it themselves. And yeah, it gets incredibly frustrating. We Again, you see Stroman calling out teammates for their performance. You see Giles calling out teammates for not trying. And if you're trying to build a winning atmosphere for a clubhouse, these are the guys you need to build that atmosphere. These are the guys who will tell the younger kids coming up. These are guys who will say to Vladimir Guerrero Jr., to Kevin Biggio, to Danny Jansen, to Lourdes Gurriel, this is not acceptable. We need to try harder. We need to get better. We need to start doing the little things that winning teams do. And I would much rather have that attitude as opposed to an Aaron Sanchez type who's probably only looking for free agency. Um, you know, that's 
that's why I I'm most willing to trade Aaron Sanchez out of the four guys who are probably the most likely to be traded. And and while we're on the scores coverage of the Blue Jays, how the heck do you have Ken Giles at number four in your in your Blue Jays trade targets? Like you you cannot tell me that he is below Justin Smoke in terms of value. You cannot tell me he's below Aaron Sanchez, who can barely get through six innings. The fact that he did that on Sunday was miraculous. So you can't tell me Ken Giles is number four. He's at least number two, probably number one. So also, I kind of laugh. Freddie Galvis is number five. Like you just basically picked whoever is on a one-year contract. So good work. Um, but yeah, just an, another instance where I feel because Marcus Stroman is Marcus Stroman and he has a reputation for speaking his mind that he gets called out on it. And that, that leads to subjects that I'm probably not qualified to talk about, but it's, it, it feels true. Feels like Strowman gets singled out because he's the one willing to talk, because he's the one who shows emotion. He has the quote unquote attitude problem. Well, I'd take Strowman over Sanchez any day of the week. So whatever. That's who I want there. That's that's the attitude that I want from the Blue Jays. And hopefully you want more locked on Jays episodes, because you're gonna get them, because we're back after the vacation, after the um the interesting results of the attempt at interview week like i said we will be making those episodes up during the month of june talking to the people i mentioned in the announcement um last week so to make sure you don't miss out on those um make sure you're subscribed to locked on jays you can do so on himalaya which is a free easy to use podcast that app that has like every single podcast and will actually pick them out for you. So you don't have to go searching through and see if you might like something. Himalaya will do that for you and, and you can like and comment and do all those fun things. So check out Himalaya. Um, you can also download it through Spotify, Stitcher, Google play, Apple podcasts, all those other ones, but to Himalaya. And just a reminder, follow me on Twitter at NeoEC18. That's NeoEC18. Um, do my best to get Blue Jay stuff up during games. Um, and I always love interacting with y'all. So do not hesitate to shoot me a line if you have a question or anything like that. You could be featured on the show because I always like it when y'all give me content makes me feel better um so i'm gonna wrap this up because my wonderful headset is deciding to repeatedly chime in because the cord sucks um there there's a new thing help ryan get a new cord or a new headset freaking three thousand points away from a new microphone so send me those aeroplan points i guess um but yeah that's uh that will do it for today. Tomorrow we'll we'll kind of talk about how some of the younger players are developing and 
tee up what will surely be a triumphant return home to face the Yankees. Masa Tanaka versus Clayton Richard. That's a matchup that the Blue Jays can win. Um, but yeah, that'll do it. Again, thank you all so much for listening. Um, oh, before I get forget, uh, check out Jays from the Couch Radio tomorrow. I'm on there. Sean Doyle's on there, of course. Ryan Miller's on there. Um, it was a really good episode. Um, I am a lot more... <laughs> negative than I was here. So um look for that. I I do not mince words. Um so yeah, check that out. Let us know what you think of that. And for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com. Um I'm still Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.